Hey, son, how you doing? And I'm doing good. Josh, how are you? I am doing good. Blessed. How are you doing today, Papa? Hey, listen, uh, if I had a can of spinach and you just do this like Papa, you know, Popeye the Sailor Man, I'm fine thanks to Calvary. <laughs> Out of one side of my mouth, I'm fine thanks to Calvary. Hey, For those man. who are listening, it is Bale's Palsy is what I have. Wake up one morning with a different configuration of a face. I really think I like the other one better. <laughs> he looked like he got hit by a big brass bell off of a sailing ship is what it looks like. This over here is uh, King B. That's, <laughs> you know, our, our day's work. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I love you guys. Love you too, Popo. But um, <clears throat> today we wanted to talk about, um, uh, uh, you know, what the the Lord has um, for us this year. Um, I know that you know you'd picked out the scripture Jeremiah twenty nine through uh, or uh, ten through thirteen. Um, what 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 were you hoping to, to get out of this, Popo? I was hoping that for we can see there that the Lord had some great things in mind for the nation of Israel. And I think for the year ahead of us, not that it's wishes, not that it's a resolution, but I know that the Lord has great things in mind for each one of us. And for those that are listening, I know that he has great things in mind for family, for friends. And uh, there may be somebody who's listening today that does not know him personally in a way of faith is we do, but they can make that decision still because it's not his will that any should perish with everybody come to repentance and receive Christ as their Savior. And that would be the greatest thing. That, that's a desire that God has for all of mankind. And so, but I'm thinking for myself that uh, I just want to grow more. In the Lord, and there's some verses over in the New Testament that I would like to point out at some time during our conversation, uh, where the Apostle Paul himself wrote to the church. And these are some things that he, the Apostle Paul, had in mind for the church there. I think the chapter, uh, the portion of Scripture is in Colossians, and then also Peter. You know, he Peter. He had to be, and, and uh, Josh, I'd like for you to know that I've been watching some of Chosen, and yeah. that, char- that character who plays Peter, mm. I had never really thought of him in that light, but I can only imagine after seeing some of that and then reading the things that are doing the scripture about him, that Simon was, he was boisterous and he was that away even before he came to the Lord. And now then he writes, he writes, uh, in at Second Peter, add add to your faith. He lists some things that needs to be added, and so all the things that he lists, I'm I'm under the impression they don't come when you first put your trust in Christ. But you can add those things. It's 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 a matter of spiritual growth. We just grow in the Lord. We're yeah. babies. We're we're infants when we trust the Lord, regardless of what age that is. Our, our first walk with the Lord on day one, we're babes in Christ. And now then, fast forward a decade or two, 
you have grown some spiritually and you've added some things to that. Not it's not I'm not talking about a works salvation. I'm talking about salvation that then generates works. No, and absolutely. Those, work, those works are a testimony to what you believe God has done for you. And and as a result of it, each person is the recipient of blessings because those things are added to their life. And they, in turn, can be a blessing to others around them, whether they're family, friends, or co- uh, those they work with. But that's what I had in mind. And so we read those verses. I think people can see where I was, what I was thinking, just using that kind of as a springboard. But uh, for the year 2023, uh, Lord knows I hope that it's better than it was 2022 or 2021. I hope it's better for everybody than it has been. And uh, for those who know Christ, if they, if each one of us will just uh, uh, set our hearts on total obedience to him, it can be. So one of you read my my eyesight's failing me tonight. Don't worry, I'll read. Um, <clears throat> starting from uh, Jeremiah twenty nine verse ten in the ESV, um, for the for thus saith the Lord, when the st- seventy years are completed uh, for Babylon, I will visit you and I will fulfill to you my promise and bring you back to this place, for I know. The plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for welfare and not for evil, to give you a a future and a hope. Then you will call upon me and pray to me, and I will hear you. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. I love that. I love that verse. I love it. So either one of you have any thoughts? Yeah, so... You know, I was there. There was a uh, a guy um, who I was enlisted with that was a um, a devout Jewish man, um, and and he he and I would talk about principles of, of theology uh, every now and then, and and he uh, he would you know I, I would talk about how what God does in my life, and uh, and he would you know he he would listen, but he then he would he would. Um, uh, subject, you know, that, that God doesn't necessarily, you know, intervene within person, any, any one person's life, um, that, that, you know, he's, he's going to plan collectively as a whole. Um, but he, he doesn't, this particular person didn't believe that, that God would, would, um, would, you know, go to, to just some person's life and, and affect it in such a way um, you know, obviously this verse here is talking about the people of Israel. What what are your thoughts as far as as far as intervention within, you know, a, 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 to a small scale? Um, what what what's the character of God say to you um through through scripture that that points to, you know, some type of evidence that that he inter- intervenes in all of our lives um uh you know, not not just collectively. Me or Dan, you, me. That doesn't matter. I can, either I, one. Can, I can, I can refer to those uh, verses that I was late earlier saying in Peter, where he said this in Second Peter, and I think this is to individuals. Uh, there's a uh, when I was talking about in Colossians, it was to the church at Colossae, 
but he he writes here. Uh, he he said Simon Peter, a servant and an apostle of Jesus Christ, to them that have obtained like precious faith. Because to them, I would think we agree with us through the righteousness of God and our Savior Jesus Christ. And then he gives grace and peace be multiplied unto you. But then he gets on down. He said, uh, uh, according as his divine power hath given unto us, so I think he's including himself then, all things that pertain unto the life and uh, godliness through the knowledge of him that hath called us to glory and virtue. And so then he said, what well, are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises, that by these you might be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. And he said, besides this, given all diligence, add to your faith. And I think that's maybe collective, but it could be to an individual as well. Virtue and uh, virtue knowledge and knowledge, temperance and temperance and patience, and to patience, godliness, and to godliness, brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness, charity. For if these things be in you and abound, they might they make you that you shall neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. And so those I, I'm an old man now, getting older by the minute. And so all of these years, these kind of things that he lists here. I'm not perfect. I never will be. Far from it am I. But he's perfect. And so he's added some things to our life as a believer. Uh, the trials that we go through, we know who sustains us during that. Uh, afflictions, when they come to us in our life, we know who the great physician is. I went and said, incredible young lady, who we called for an appointment today, couldn't get in until Thursday to see my uh, uh, physician. And so they offered the PA to look at me, physician's assistants, and uh, incredible people who want to help people with the problems that they're faced with. And I, I, I have the greatest admiration for and respect for that uh, uh, that type of work that they do. but. Leaving the office, coming home, taking the things prescribed. Yet it, the bottom line is that my my confidence is in the Lord. He allows this in some of our lives, whatever it might be, for those that are listening, for each of us who are family. He allows things in our life from time to time. There's a lesson to be learned. He's going to help us through it. And, and if we'll just seek, what is, what is it, Lord, that you want me to learn from this? Some things I've already learned. My sister, you know, she oh, has had this twice. And the first time that she mentioned she had it, I just I just blew it off. I, I never had been around somebody like that. and She was not around then at the time, but I just blew it off. I didn't know anybody who had gone through this. But now then, going through it myself, I find great admiration for her and compassion for her because she went through it with such dignity. 
and and now and now then I've got the same testing in my own life, and it be and it's nothing like uh, you know uh, like stroke issues. It's nothing like heart issues. It's nothing to be compared to cancer, but you have the greatest admiration for people who go through those things. And 2023, none of us knows what we might be faced, what God has said to the children of Israel, and then to us, especially in the New Testament, to the believers. We know that regardless of what our trial might be, He is there. He'll be there. He's on the raging waters. He can calm the wind of any storm. He can help us through. And then eventually, someday, there'll be no more sickness. There'll be no more sorrow and the other things listed in the book of Revelation. Until that time, though, He sustains us. Until that time, He provides for us. Until that time, He strengthens us so that we, too, can be a witness. We can just... Those around us, family or friends, we can be, we can be a light. We can let our light shine, and instead of giving us any praise for it, glory, they'll glory, they'll give honor and praise to the Lord. So those are some of my thoughts. Yes, it was to a bunch of people, but I think the Lord is speaking. The principle can be to anyone who's willing to just put their trust and faith in Him. Don't you? Well, yeah, I'll answer in just a second. Dad, what are what are your thoughts on it? Having a hard time finding my mute button. Uh, forgive me for being muted, just avoiding some coughs that uh, you don't need to have recorded. Uh, I, I think the Bible is has substantial evidence that God interacts in individuals' lives repeatedly especially as you go through the Old Testament. That's how we have stories of uh, God interacting in in different individuals' lives. So um, look at, listen, you want to talk about, people want to go back and and discuss and debate and say, well, you know, those individuals had an impact on the nation of Israel, et cetera. Okay, much of that is true. But I'll point to a very easy example. Uh, Look at the book of Job. This is an individual who God directly was involved with so uh and much as dad's saying god allowed satan to bring about a lot of uh travesty into job's life uh and it it seems odd god had a uh, direct conversation with job as you get further into the book towards the end of the story so does god inject with us individually um i i think the answer is yes um one of the verses that I was looking at when dad mentioned what he'd like to discuss, um, I thought about Proverbs 16, verse 9, which reads, uh, The heart of a man plans his ways, but the Lord establishes his steps. So um, that that verse to me answers the question that um, at an individual level, a man, an individual, plans his way. So we have plans, we have thoughts, we have ideas. And then, uh, however, though, our thoughts, our ideas, our plans may not necessarily be what God wants, but then the Lord establishes the steps. So we may have a goal, 
But um, that day-to-day activity is the steps, not the destination. So we may plan a path to do something, but the Lord actually gets involved with us individually. And then he, um, he affects our steps. He establishes our steps along that pathway, whether we wind up going where we think we should go or not. So I hope that answers your question. But yeah, I think, uh, I think God does interact with us individually, not just in the greater. Uh, we are all small, small parts of a grand story. Right. So, but he does interact with us individually, affecting our individual lives. Yeah. Yeah. Whenever I was, <clears throat> when, when I was reading through the scripture today, I was, I was, um, Thinking on that uh, conversation that I'd had previously, and and I, you know, much like you guys, that are, uh, am, am under the belief that that God does, you know, interact with us personally. Um, I think that God's a personable God, um, and and thus, for you know, He treats us all as as His children, and 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 that He He treats us all equally, um, you know, the same way that you would treat all of your children equally. <clears throat> Um, but, uh, yeah, like, like Papa was saying, the, I, I think that, you know, there's, there's definitely evidence that, that as you grow within your Christian faith, that, that you, you know, you're given more responsibility and with that more, with that additional responsibility comes additional knowledge and additional, um, you know, maybe conversation in some regard. Um, but, but, you know, those, those, you, there's, there's definitely things that, that you grow upon within your, your faith and within your, as you, as you develop a more mature relationship with, with God. But the first line that came, the, the first scripture that came to mind for me was Jeremiah, um, one five where it says, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. And before you were uh, born, I consecrated you. I appointed you as a prophet uh, to the nations. Um, and so, you know, obviously I think he's probably talking about Jeremiah here, but I think that this can probably be a- appropriated, um, individually. We certainly use it individually where we're talking about abortion and things along that nature. So I think that we could probably use it individually where we're talking about God's plan here. Um, but to give even better, um, examples of that, when, um, Jesus was talking, giving the parable of, uh, of uh the the uh vineyard in uh john um 15 verses 14 through 15 i think uh uh command of you no longer of servants uh, you did not okay i'm um, 16 uh, verse 16 uh you did not choose me but i chose you and appointed you um that i should that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should abide and uh, so that wh- whatever you ask the Father in my name, he'll give it to you. Uh, th- these things I command you so that you will love one another. I think that this is, if you if you want to know what God's plan is for your life, there's there's no better verse to look for than, uh, than John 15, 16, where he says, you know, uh, I chose you and appointed you so that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should abide. Um, so if you're, if you're ever wondering what God's specific plan for you is, I don't think it's anything 
uh, you know, for any of us, I don't think it's anything too elaborate. Um, you know, there there may be something more specific that God has lined up for you, but but it all encompasses in that that one line there. But that that is individualistic, um, just within the language there. Um, and, and there's about you know a few other verses that I found, uh, a handful of verses that I found that that um, speak uh, at least from from an individualistic standpoint, talking about God, um, what what God has you know done through them or um, or done in their lives at an individualistic standpoint. Um, I you know the, I think uh, Psalms ninety four or ninety one. Uh, verse 14, um, it says, because he holds fast in, uh, to me in love, I will deliver him. I will protect him because he he knows my name. When he calls to me, I will answer him. I will <clears throat> be with him in trouble. I will rescue him and honor him. So obviously, you know, this is, this is talking about a personal God speaking to an individual person that, that, um, is reaching out to him. I don't. I don't think that there's any sort of, you know. Obviously, God had had designs for Israel and had um, had plans for Israel, but um, I, I don't think that it's it's putting. I think that it would be putting God in the box to say that He doesn't also, um, you know, uh, have plans for each of us individually as well. Even if it is something as simple as as going out and and bearing our fruit, and but but I think that that there are definitely intercessions made for us individually on on an individual level. And you gave the example of Job in the Old Testament. Think about the Apostle Paul. Uh, I, I don't think he had a, and I I don't think he had the foggiest idea on the road to Damascus with that letter in his hand that he was going to meet Christ that day. And God's plans for him was to carry the gospel to the Gentile world. Now then we have the New Testament, which most of it has been written by him. And so for him, his plan, God is that plan that he had for Paul. And Paul had to be willing. He had to be obedient. Christ said it was hard for him to kick against the pricks. It's just hard for him to ignore what God wanted him to do. You've probably heard the testimony of many, whether it be, uh, it it doesn't matter, any phase of Christian life. And some people have given the testimony that they felt like God was leading them to do this or that, and they just didn't, they wanted to do something else. And they just couldn't get away from it until they uh, bowed to his will. But uh, <clears throat> for me personally, I, it's just, this is not a resolution of any kind. But uh, I, I just like to think more of my walk with Christ this year than I did in the year past. And I'd, I'd really like to give some more thought to my health. I'd, I want to live as long as I can. And some of the choices that I make sometimes are not the best choices for that. And so I'd like to be able, uh, what do you call it, willpower or whatever, I'd like for the Lord to help me in that. There was a time in my life I tried to overcome a simple 
not simple, but it was a long time in defeat after defeat after defeat after defeat. And I just cast myself at the Lord's mercies, and he finally gave me the victory over that particular matter. And uh, it has uh, uh, continued throughout my life. And that's been way back when I first started preaching. And so there's other matters in our life because we are still human. We are still tempted. We are still tested. We do go through trouble after trouble. And each one of them, there's victory in Jesus. If we just would follow his leading, I wish I could say I always do, but I quench the Holy Spirit a lot of times. I grieve him by not total obedience. That doesn't affect my salvation at all. My name is in the Lamb Book of Life forever. Because of what Jesus did for me at the cross, he bore my sins. He bore the sins of the whole world. And for those who will call upon him, they can come. I like that verse in Jeremiah. If you seek me with all your heart, if you seek me, you can find me. And that's true still today. And people who who hear, hear the word, convicted by the Holy Spirit, that they need Christ as their Savior. Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And so it'll be a continuing process in my life to just get the gospel out the way that God would have me to do. Uh, Josh, we're, we're studying, we're looking together on Wednesday night at the seven churches of uh, Asia Minor. And uh, each one of those, the Lord says, I know. You know, I know, I know your works. I know your tribulation. I know your poverty to the church at, uh, uh, <clears throat> oh goodness, it was Ephesus first of all, and then there's Smyrna, church at Smyrna. He said, I know. And, and I think we're talking about congregation here. I know your church. I know you. But then I think every church is, Every congregation, let me say it that way, is made up of individuals. And so within that in, in within that congregation, he knew every individual. And he knew what uh, individual one needed, number two, three, four, five, all of them he knew. And so uh, as we studied that, and I'm pointing out to our church, God knows what you need. He knows where you are with him. He knows, and he's going to help you uh, to be blessed, yeah, because you're already saved, but he'll add some blessings to your life as we obey him. And so this year, I just want to be in more, I guess, the only way I know how to say it, just to obey him in a way better than I did years gone by. And so I'm looking for him soon. And so uh, I don't know what else to say except I think he has some I think he has some things in mind for the church that I'm at. If we just the church, if the body of believers there, if they would just follow his leading, he has some things in mind that would be a blessing to the church. And so, in that regard, we all have to be willing to follow him. But in our personal lives, where the the others around us want to follow him or not, we can individually follow him. So we got some, I got people in church doing that right now. Family, not saved, 
what they want them to be, and they just the people I'm thinking about just just consistently love the Lord, consistently pray for their family, consistently attend worship, and and so those people I admire. I just admire, and I rejoice with them the day that some of their prayers have been answered. So I had to, to piggyback off of something you just said about health. <clears throat> I thought it'd be an interesting exercise to go through the Bible and find every book of the Bible that has a chapter 20. And then those that have a chapter 20, look at verse 23 and see what they say. And as I was doing that exercise, one verse just kind of left out, and it, I think it you know, it personally spoke to me. It's Proverbs 20, verse 23, which reads, Unequal weights are an abomination to the Lord, and false scales are not good. <laughs> that made me made me think about the number I saw when I stepped on the scale this morning. I'm pretty sure that number was an abomination. So I'm gonna have to put I'm gonna have to put that verse of scripture <laughs> on the wall near where my scales are. So every morning when I get on the scales, I can look at that and go, Amen. God bless you. That's uh that's what I need to read today. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to have to put that one up in the, the gym. That's right. <clears throat> Unequal weights are an abomination. False <clears throat> scales are not good. No, mm. I, I think, I think that, that, you know, Paul, Paul, you're right. I, I think that God's plan for, for all of us is, is amazing. If we'll just get all the way and, uh, and, and let God, you know, have, sovereign reign over our lives I, I i know that one of the um one of the few times that i've i've done that and in, in principle is this been with this podcast and and it's definitely been a blessing to all three of us and i i pray that it's been a blessing to, to other people that listen but i know that we've gotten reports of exactly that um you know, through our, some of our listeners um that we we know personally so i uh, you know i i think that with with uh with that the more choices that we make the the more that we can just see god work um through us and uh, there's no there's in my mind there's no blessing that's greater than 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 just seeing god's work taking place um and and being a part of that Sorry. and josh you know. i think we have a greater opportunity in the culture that we're living in right now mm-hmm uh, we just have an awesome opportunity to be a witness for Christ uh, because of many things that are coming our way. And uh, going back to the Old Testament, not the Old Testament, well, you could too, but the New Testament as well. And the church that I just mentioned, Smyrna, they were the persecuted church. And uh, <clears throat> we, we just we just, uh, we just have to wrap ourselves in the love of God and and uh, put on the whole armor of God in the days. And when we've done everything that we can to stand, it just continues to stand. The only way that we're going to get that strength is to allow him to direct us step by step, day by day. And and here's one thing you have to be, I have to be careful about and have in the past more than I am now, letting what others Think about me and think about the ministry that God's got me involved in. Uh, uh, you know, set the course of the day ahead. I just need to I spend the time with the Lord and ask Him to give me 
just help me to have the peace today that I'm doing exactly what you'd have me to do, regardless of what somebody else might think. And so you have to, you just have to kind of break out of that where somebody else is, you're always doing things because of others. You think others think you should be doing it that way or this way. And I think we just have to be obedient to the Lord. And I think in the year, again, not a resolution, but the year ahead of us, I just hope day by day to be able to be a pleasure to the Lord and pleasing to Him. Um, so any, what, what are any final thoughts on, uh, on the matter before we close? You know, Josh, you're talking about God's will. Um, uh, I, I was thinking Jesus taught his disciples a prayer. We call it the Lord's prayer. I don't know that that's really a good name for it, but, um, we've been to a place actually in Israel where there is a, an area you can stand in a, in a garden or a courtyard and look all the way around on all the walls. And supposedly uh, the Lord's Prayer is written in every written language on earth so that whomever the person is, if they can read one of those languages, they can read the Lord's Prayer written on the walls. But um, part of the prayer reads, um, you know, it, the, the prayer is... Uh, Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our trespasses, and we forgive those trespasses against us. Um, I'm at the back end. Sorry. I'm trying to think. Um, We should be praying that God's will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So if you you mentioned doing God's will, If, um, if we would all do God's will on earth, it, it would be like heaven. It, isn't that crazy to think? Uh, you know, John was was preaching, uh, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Uh, Jesus, when talking to Pilate, you know, he talks about his kingdom as opposed to Pilate's kingdom. He talks about his kingdom is not of this earth. Jesus didn't come to take over, uh, over, uh, Firma Terra. He didn't come over to take over the earth, the physical land of the earth. He came to take over the hearts of men. So of mankind, of of women, children, men. And um, if we could do God's will on earth, this place sure would seem a lot like heaven. But as dad was talking about, um there's a help me out dad there's a book called this present darkness is that the is is that a title of a book that talks about um the evil that's presently here on the earth mm-hmm. there's uh, yeah. there's there's an expression i've been using for years uh in in many many different uh expression uh situations but i think it fits here as well i I keep a big lighter at my desk so I can light candles. I, I enjoy the fragrance of candles when I'm seated here. But uh, just as an example, a big lighter sure does look bright in the middle of a dark room. So you don't have to do much. You know, it's you, what, what may seem like a small thing for us to obey the will of God at times, you know, 
be obedient in, in giving, be obedient in being kind to someone, be, be obedient in, um, in measuring, hey, how about this? Be obedient in measuring our words and not saying certain things that that we may be upset about. So um, if we could be more mindful and willing to to exercise his will in our lives, I think that little act would be like a big lighter in the middle of a very dark, dark world. So it, it would shine very brightly. Those are my thoughts. Yeah, George Kokel, the author of um, uh, Tactics, which is an amazing book on apologetics that that barely goes over any type of biblical principles, but it's it's one of the, the better books that I've read on apologetics um, and just how to speak to people. Um, he he puts it this way. He um, he says that that um, God created a perfect world and then man broke that world. And because we come, we're we come from a broken world. We too are broken, and um, we're we're provided a great physician, and that great physician is able to heal us um, from the things of this broken world and those things that that are broken inside of us. And so, <clears throat> if we can have a light that that points other people to the great physician and heals those parts that are broken inside of them the same way that he sealed those parts that are broken inside of us. That's, you know, that's, that's mission work in, in a nutshell. And, uh, that's, you know, I think that's God's will in a nutshell. I think for all three of us, we just have a great opportunity this year just to be the witness for Christ that he'd have us to be. Holy spirit lives within us and we're just, a seize those opportunities that he gives us. He'll open the door if we'll allow him to. We need to put our first, our best face forward, right, Dad? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, put our face, just, face forward. <laughs> just, just preach like this. You'll be good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, it, I tell you what, though, it, it's harder to tell which side's the good side now. To <laughs> <laughs> get my good side, I don't know. Yeah, try that one. Been trying to do that for a while. <laughs> oh, or, any prayer requests this week? Yeah, pray that Georgia wins tonight. You mm -hmm. say, mm -hmm. uh, "Yo, keep me in prayer," because I intend to keep trying to minister. Right. Hey, who knows? You might be able to reach more people now this way than you were before. Depends on where I go. That's right. You could, you could fit it right in with a with over at a biker bar and start you know, witnessing. You might. So, <laughs> there was that fight I got in twenty years ago, and it looks the same never since. <laughs> I just need a corn cob pipe. <laughs> get you get you one of those uh, licky sticky tattoos and put it on your arm <laughs> yeah get you an anchor what was the um, what was the guy's name from uh, from Escape from New York oh uh, Kurt Russell is the actor yeah. I forget the snake snake yeah snake something I'm, I'm embarrassed to say I know that answer Yeah. 
he had a patch. Anyways, I'll uh, I'll pray for us if you guys um, are you. okay with that. Yeah, thank you so much. All right, <clears throat> Lord, I, I I pray that that you can touch the hearts of of all those listening. I pray that that we are um, doing your will in in this. I think that we are. Um, I I pray that that you'll use us. That that we will get out of the way, and that that you know you will use our voice to, to proclaim your word. Um, I, I pray for those that are listening. I, I know that, that we are all broken. I know there's something, whether it's spell palsy or sleep deprivation or a cold or, or what hap, what have you, um, that, that all of us are suffering from something. And I, you know what that thing is. And I pray that you can provide healing where you see fit and provide peace where you see, um, see, see the healing isn't fit. I pray that, uh, for your community, Lord, I pray that we can love each other and love the world while not being a part of the world, that we can minister to the world and show that your love and minister, um, to the needs of those around us and that, that you will open our hearts and our minds to be more like you and, and in that endeavor of, of witnessing in your name that, that we will emulate you and that, that we will know what that means. Lord, I pray that that you will set this nation on fire, Lord. And that that you will you we saw, you know, just a week ago that that prayer is is acceptable again in public. And and if that's not a miracle, I don't know what is. I I I thank you for everything that you're doing. I I pray that 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 you will ha- give us the faith that we need to 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 have faith in you and 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 to to have faith in in your plan, um, your sovereign Lord, and we we know that in our minds, but but Lord, I I pray that that you give us a belief in our hearts that 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 stands strong, um, and and the days ahead, um, and and in hardships that that we will know that. That no matter what goes on, you are in control, and and that that you bring good to those that that um, that believe in you, even if it doesn't seem like it right now. That that those things that you're doing lead to something that is glorious and amazing, and that benefit all those that have trust in you. I pray that that number grows bigger. I pray that <clears throat> you will. You will touch all of us, and they, that you'll touch every nation. I pray, Lord. Even so, come quickly. In your name, I pray. Amen. Amen, Josh. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. If you're enjoying the Thanks to Calvary podcast, make sure to follow us on Facebook at facebook.com/slash Thanks to Calvary. If you would like to reach out to us for prayer requests, ideas for future episodes, or just to say hi, message us on Facebook or leave us a voicemail at anchor.fm slash thanks to Calvary slash message or email us at thanks to Calvary podcast at gmail.com. 